0: it's the most annoying question sorry Mohammed but this is the most annoying question I get asked don't really want to sit there and actually blur my own face out hello and welcome to episode two of the dirty podcast and today I will be recording my podcast from my car in a car park so if you do hear a few cars coming past and a few people walking past I apologise but this is the best time of day for me to be able to record this podcast. This podcast will be me answering some questions that I have received on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Unfortunately, these people, (laughs) they wish to remain anonymous. I don't think they want people to know that I've been listening to uh, a podcast featuring uh, a guy who edits porn for a living. So let's get on with it. Let's get on with the Dirty Podcast questions and answer podcast. Question number one comes from a guy called Malcolm. Seriously, yeah, his name's Malcolm. <laughs> uh, his question to me was, What's the most frustrating thing about editing porn? To be honest, it's normally after I finish the whole edit. Um, obviously, some of you might know that I have to do a lot of subtitling as well as uh, face blowing, but it's the subtitling that normally is the most frustrating thing after the edit. I normally sit back and think, Right, I finished this scene, great and then obviously I have to watch it to make sure everything's okay and yeah the amount of spelling mistakes I yeah I do make a few spelling mistakes on the first run so I've never really spot them either until I actually check the actual final edit and the export so yeah what actually trying to spot my spelling mistakes during the editing time is not as easy so it's normally and it's also normally the first couple of minutes that i've made the spelling mistakes so that means i have to go back into the actual edit uh correct the spelling mistakes and then re-export the whole thing again for some reason i can't expect my uh, i can't spot my spelling mistakes um just looking through the timeline on premiere pro for some reason it's so much easier spotting the spelling mistakes just by watching the uh the finished mp4 so thank you malcolm thank you malcolm for that uh, question that's my first question on the dirty podcast okay next question the next question comes from amanda and she would like to know what my feelings are on the future of porn hopefully it's not going to be too much different in the next 10 20 years because i quite like my job i don't want i don't want things to start advancing too far because i got a feeling that editing will become so much easier so much more automated um, who knows, there might even be some sort of automatic face recognition, automatic cock recognition, automatic tit recognition, and the, the AI, the artificial intelligence, might even be able to edit the porn videos for, for you, or for the people who are actually performing. So that's my fear, not my, not my feelings. My fear is editing will get easier. Um, my feelings towards porn in general um, it's starting to happen a little bit now. A lot of porn uh, stars or a lot of uh, sex workers are starting to take more control over their own content. They don't have to rely too heavily now on the actual big production companies. They can use uh, the sort of uh, self-content, self-promotion, self-hosting um, platforms now, like ManyVids and OnlyFans, and I see a lot of girls doing that now. Uh, but they're still, so they're still um, using the major uh, porn production companies to obviously now to actually promote themselves on many vids and only fans so the the more they actually appear on the big um production company porn sites uh the, the more interest they'll have on their many vid sites so i suppose to be honest that's is it in, is it in everyone's best interest i'm not i'm not sure to be honest um but I have a feeling that's the way most girls will now go. They won't have to rely on the middleman. They can just produce their own content on their on their mobile phones on a cheap camera, on a cheap webcam. Uh, if it keeps their the fan base happy, then you know that's all they have to do. To be honest. Next question from Stuart. He asks me, Have I actually appeared in a porn film? And quite straightforward. No, I haven't. I don't have any interest at all in uh, appearing any porn film I don't really want to sit there and actually blur my own face out to be honest I don't see what I can actually <laughs> contribute to a porn film either so yeah I've no interest and no need whatsoever to be in a porn film and I'll actually be honest I'm not sure if I mentioned this in my last pod but I haven't actually been on set during a porn shoot either so I haven't even been behind the camera I think the closest I've got to a porn location was i actually visited a set of a fake hospital scene before it was being shot um it's no longer a fake hospital is no longer running but yeah during the time that fake hospital was running i was in prague for our annual christmas party and uh, on the way to the party we actually stopped off at location just to say hello to some people i think cause it's, it's very rare that I actually meets uh, many colleagues cause i work in the southeast of england most of my colleagues live in and work in Wales or London and obviously Prague. So, yeah, working from home is great, but it can be a bit of a lonely um, sort of work process. Um, just don't really see anybody apart from your own family most of the time, which is fine, but it's difficult to uh, have a social life with your work colleagues when they work hundreds and thousands of miles away. Next question is from Leroy. And uh, Leroy says, uh, Where do you see yourself for the next 10 years? Um, that's a good question, really. Hopefully, I'd love to be able to say doing exactly what I'm doing now, but being a realist, um, whether that happens or not, I don't know. I mean, I've done quite a few jobs in the last 20 years. Um, I always thought I had a job for life, whether it was at the prison service or whether it's at the city council. So now I'm working uh, as a porn editor. Um, I'd love to be able to say, yes, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next, next 20, 30 years. But uh, as i said earlier about the future of porn whether i'll be needed whether video editors will be needed in the next 20 30 years i don't know um maybe i'll need to branch out maybe i need to actually get behind a camera um that's one of the things i wish i actually did do to be honest i mean uh, the last couple of years where i've been looking for more work if i was actually a cameraman as well as an editor i would probably earn a lot more money and be um be out and about a lot more but unfortunately i'm just an editor i've never picked up a camera I wouldn't know where to start, really, with all the different settings these days. Uh, so, yeah, so maybe that's sort of thing I'll have to look into doing. Maybe I'll have to actually start looking at uh, learning how to use cameras and maybe offer a uh, cameraman stroke porn editor service. But the next question is from Alfie. Alfie would like to know, what's the, what's the actual best thing about editing porn? Um, best thing about editing porn? Um I think it's just to be able to say I edit porn for anything (laughs) Uh, because to be honest editing porn editing mainstream whether I'm editing YouTube videos it's still editing it's difficult to explain really that just because it's people having sex doesn't really make it any different than editing any other type of porn to be any other type of video still gotta cut out the crap we still gotta uh, make the color correction you still gotta make the cuts look seamless so it doesn't really matter what it, what I'm editing. Really, it's, that's that's not really the main reason for it. So, um, but actually, editing porn. I don't ask really difficult question. What's the best thing about editing porn? Editing full stop, at home is good. Um, being able to work from home, I love working from home. It's, the the, flexi, the flexible hours are godsend, especially when you got like three kids at home. Um, Having uh, the ability just to work when you'd like, as long as you get the work done, it's great. Um, actually, editing porn itself—I don't know. I think I think it's just being involved in porn. I think that's probably the best thing. Is, but yeah, I can't actually. I don't think this is a, I don't think there's an actual best thing about editing porn itself. I think just being involved in the porn industry is just a, a novel thing to do. So sorry, that's not really a great answer to that question, but. Uh, that's the best way i can answer and the next question is from harry harry would like to know quite simply what equipment do i use um, i'm very lucky to be able to use an 27 inch imac um, some g raid hard drives external hard drives um, and premiere pro to be honest that's all i need and also photoshop every now and then but yeah a 27 inch mac um g raid or g and g speed external hard drives Um, Premiere Pro and Photoshop that's all I use these days in the older days I used to use uh, Final Cut Pro and then also used to have some use some external software for actually exporting and compressing the videos Um, But that's it I've just got that set up on my desk no thrills no yeah that's all what I need really long as a big enough 27 inch Mac is is brilliant I used to use two I used to have two side by side but once the novelty of having two massive iMacs on the desk wore off, I sort of got rid of one. I didn't really need to have two iMacs on my desk. It looked really nice when people saw my desk and go, "Oh, <laughs> it's got two massive iMacs in there. But after a while, they just used up too much space. So I went back to just using one Mac, which is totally fine for the work I do. Okay, another question from Lisa. Lisa asks, working behind a desk all day, do you get fat? Um, well, yeah, I would do, to be honest. But... I'm lucky to have uh, quite a quiet gym up the road from me, so try to do gym maybe three times a week, and I've just got back into uh, cycling as well. I mean, I live out in the countryside, uh, so there's loads of really nice sort of uh, country roads and cycle routes to use. So at the moment, I'm trying to get out every other morning on the bike for an hour or so, maybe just do ten miles or something, but that keeps that keeps my my figure sort of trim ish um i'm 16 stone so i'm not exactly thin but i know if i didn't do any exercise the amount of time i'm spent sat down at my desk i would get large very quickly and probably really unhealthy very quickly um some days i'm working 16 hours so that's literally 16 hours of sitting down eating drinking coffee um so i need some way of actually uh, burning them calories off you're sitting down all day just clicking a mouse and the keyboard is not going to um not gonna burn any calories whatsoever so yeah that's 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 how i don't get fat right the next question is from a guy called mohammed now mohammed has asked me a question that i get quite a lot to be honest i get this email to me or I get this tweeted to me quite a lot and it's a question that says how can i get into porn right and it's the most annoying question sorry mohammed but this is the most annoying question i get asked because I have no idea, you know, it's nothing to do with me. I you know, I'm not a an agent, I'm I don't really talent spot, I'm I don't really have any contacts as such. Um, whether whether it's about actually how do I get into editing porn, that's that's a little bit different. I can give you some advice on that one. If that's what you're asking for, then the biggest advice I can give is just get a reel together, you know, there's no point saying, oh, I like to edit porn, and someone says, okay, show me some, some examples, and you have nothing, you have to be able to produce something to show a, a a client, or someone who may be interested in hiring you, so it's basically a case of doing stuff for free for a while, that's, that's what I did, um, there's no point in advertising your services without actually having anything to show, um, you have to basically learn the hard way, really, and just get your name out there by offering the services for free so if the client doesn't like it they're not paying for it but you can still if if you get permission that is you can still use it as part of your showreel if it's something you're happy with um obviously social media now is a massive place to promote yourself um so yeah get a showreel edit that together it's difficult to put a showreel of porn on youtube so you'll need to probably open up an account on up. i don't think they're too fussy about um what type of editing you're putting up there as long as it's not any of mind geek stuff so as long as there's no, as as no fake taxi or no browsers or no mofos reality kings etc i don't think they'll appreciate you putting videos of their own stuff up um i think that's one of the things they sort of delete quite quickly so yeah you need to make a show reel edit for free Get on social media and just keep pumping your stuff out that's my best advice i can give for getting into porn editing next question is from charlie charlie asks have you ever experienced any negativity about your job um i'm not sure what you mean by this one but i think what you're saying is has anybody ever given you the stink eye if or when you explain that you edit porn for a living um Only once, to be fair. I've only once ever had anybody turn their nose up or screw their nose up at me when I actually confessed to editing porn. Um, It was really early on in my career. I remember speaking to an ex-colleague of mine, and I saw him in the pub, and I was just in a group of people talking about um, where we used to work. And then someone just asked me, so what are you doing now? So again, I had had a few beers, so I was quite happy to open up and explain what I do for a living. as soon as i said oh i edit porn videos everyone sort of (laughs) sort of laughed and sort of uh, couldn't believe it apart from one person who went oh that's that sounds disgusting and so whatever i'm not gonna argue with them Uh, that's that's their opinion i've not i haven't got any problems whatsoever with people not liking pornography you know everyone's got their own opinion everyone's got their own feelings about it i'm not gonna sit there and argue with them i'll explain what i do and try and maybe um, give them a different insight of what I do. It's not as though I'm sitting there masturbating all day or watching women get abused. That's maybe what's in their head, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's the only time. Um, But most of the time, it's quite positive. Most of the time, it's in a pub. Most of the time, the only time I talk to people or strangers about what I do for a living, it's normally after a few beers and I'm in the smoking shelter and Normally I have a friend with me who likes to tell everyone what I do for a living. That's a little bit annoying. Um, yeah, Well, I've got a close friend who's fascinated by my job and loves it when I talk about it in the pub because everyone gathers around and just wants to hear about it. Especially if I mention fake taxi. As soon as I mention the fact that I edit fake taxi videos, that normally gets a bit of an attention and normally draws a bit of a crowd just to be able to talk about it. That's That's quite funny. Now, the final question, this is all I've got. This is I've got about six or seven questions, but this is the last one I've got. Uh, this one comes from a guy, I presume, called Leslie. Maybe a guy, maybe a girl, I don't know. I know Leslie can be used for girls and boys. But um, this question was... Hang on, I can't bloody really find it. Here it is. Right. Uh, why have you decided to start a podcast about Edison porn? And I'll be honest, to be honest, I don't even know anymore. At the, at the first time, I thought about it. It sounded quite a good idea because talking to one of my colleagues, and when we talk on Skype, we have quite funny conversations, and we sometimes we on Skype for at least half an hour to an hour, and the amount of conversations that just di- divert, divert, yeah, divert into completely different things, random things, uh, and we get quite funny. And I thought, oh, if only we recorded as a podcast, it'd be quite funny. But unfortunately, things have changed and uh, it's difficult to actually get together for an hour, uh, a week even now, to actually discuss what we could be doing on a podcast. Um, so now, once I've actually committed to doing it, I really want to get it going. So I know the first three or four podcasts will be more or less experimental, probably a bit boring for some people. But uh, it's just a way for me to express my feelings, uh, get to know people who follow me on Twitter. Oh, pardon, excuse me um and just experiment with different things i mean i'd love to be able to use uh youtube a lot more but obviously with the youtube uh, rules about anything regarding adult industry it's really difficult to get anything published on there without it being deleted the next day so yeah so i'm hoping to keep it going but the, yeah the main reason was me and my colleague used to have really funny conversations on skype um so we decided that that's what we would do we make a podcast about our uh sort of editing careers But now it's a bit more difficult because, well, basically, he's leaving me. So now it might be me, but I'm hoping he will join me at least a couple of times a month maybe and see if we can uh, make a podcast with uh, just the two of us. Right, I think that's it. I've got no more questions. I've got nothing else to say. Um, I can't stay in his car park for another couple of minutes, so that's it. That's my second episode of the Dirty Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram and visit the website, thedirtypodcast.com. No, the website is dirtypodcast.com and you find all my links to my social media on there. So yeah, dotepodcast.com, find my social media links and uh, start following me. Cheers, all the best, goodbye.